When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Have you ever been to a volcano? Women with your rugby? You're now listening to Super they are a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. It's pretty. It's so pretty. We just won a fucking ball. That's what you said, man. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about Super Hoopers. That's terrible. The fourth supreme secret is that love is an unselfish attitude which desires the utmost good and happiness for the other person. Welcome to Super Hoopers, an inconsequential discussion of the NBA's news. I am your host, John Hill, and with me as always is no one. Matt and Dave, where are you? I'm actually in Qatar right now, Doha, Qatar, across the globe, and uh, yeah, it's been a few weeks and uh, don't see any pods happening. I wake up. Looking on, uh, looking on the iTunes, hoping to see a podcast from Matt and Dave, and uh, can't be found anywhere. Yeah, yep. I guess they, uh, I guess they don't pod anymore. I-, I figured they would, you know, muster up something, but uh, I guess not. I guess not. I guess they hate the fans, which is, uh, which is probable. You know, um, one thing um, in economy that we teach um yeah i took econ 102 which qualifies me to teach econ 101 is a thing called revealed preference and um the revealed preference of matt and dave is uh the fans of super hoopers can go fuck themselves uh the real revealed preference of john is you know he could be across the globe thinking about the fans after all these years supporting us through thick and thin and how they deserve to hear my voice the only thing that keeps them going each week um, yeah. Yeah, I just kind of figured I finally got a day off and I uh, figured I'd uh, check in. There's been some great uh, NBA news and uh, I figured the fans should hear about it. Um, but also first, I would like to talk about my adventure here. We are in week, I think, four almost. Uh, what day is it? Today is Sunday, December 11th, uh, which is, I think, still Saturday on uh, America time. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, I'm going to admit something. I kind of like it here. kind of like it here uh, in Qatar. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, I work at Fox Sports, and I've been assigned the job of going to work on the World Cup. Uh, my gig has been quite interesting. Um, basically, I've been working with a former NFL wide receiver, 
uh, Bengals all-time receiver uh, in yards and touch, and I think touchdowns, uh, one Mr. Chad Ochocinco, who is a big, big uh, soccer fan uh, and huge FIFA player, and, and we've hired him to come join our, our team, and uh, he does a show called uh, World Cup Now, which is, I mean, sorry, World Cup Now is our Twitter show. Make sure you check that out, World Cup Tonight. And um, during the day, my job is to hang with him and go to all the games and videotape us watching the games. It's been quite an adventure, and uh, I got to say, it's one of the coolest things I've been able to do. Um, before this, I will say I had uh, some interesting, I mean, I think you guys remember the last pod. Well, I don't know if you can remember that far. Um, it's the last time Matt and Dave uh, decided to pod. Um, you know, this was before Matt went on a, got lost in his Legos and Dave, uh, became best friends with celebrities after getting them drunk and, uh, probably getting them to cheat on their third wives. Um, but you know, I was going to be honest. I read the same things you guys read. Uh, wasn't too excited to come to Cutter. Um, obviously some issues here and, uh, I had the same, uh, kind of fears and reservations of it didn't didn't really want to talk about it it's just uh, assigned to a job and sometimes you have to do the job um but i will say i will say my perception over here has changed and no i'm not being held at gunpoint i am not in a qatari prison i'm not being forced to say this i think um <clears throat> a couple things that changed was one i definitely feel like the american perception of the middle east uh is different than the actual middle east and um, I definitely say that there is a good bit of Islamophobia on that. And, um, I mean, you could just tell. Just watch our movies, watch our pop culture, watch uh, what countries our government decides to invade, even though they don't attack us. And um, you can see that, <coughs> you know, there's definitely uh, some stereotypes and, you know, thoughts and about that about this region and the religion and um you know some of it is uh pretty accurate um i don't think uh i I don't think i could say that it's completely not true um but i would also say that cutter is completely different than some of these other countries like i think i probably thought cutter was going to be more like iran or saudi arabia or some of these other i don't know quote-unquote problem areas that are way way worse than cutter but cutter is pretty it's pretty modern a lot of it it almost feels like vegas uh i've never been to dubai but that's what it kind of feels like like all the buildings are super big skyscrapers and weird shapes and you know they spend a lot of money here like you can you know the fanciest restaurants like nobu and some other these big time restaurants here lots of malls with Versace and all that stuff. Um, a lot of money here. So it definitely has a Las Vegas feel. Like they just a couple years ago found oil and then just decided to build this place in the desert. Um, but it's super, super clean. Uh, it's super, super modern. The metro is quite outstanding. So definitely like the best subway system I've ever been in. Um, very easy to get with. Um, everyone speaks English here. It's very westernized. Um, 
the closest restaurant to uh, the apartments we're staying in is a Chili's. And I've uh, eaten at Chili's uh, way more in the four weeks I've been here than I have in my whole life. Um, I get the chicken Caesar salad dressing on the side because uh, they drench it in, in Caesar dressing and uh, it's too much. Um, it's very, very westernized in that way. Like uh, I got like there's a people have eaten the KFC across the street. There's a Hardee's across the street. Um, there's Uber here. You know, it's um, yeah, I thought I was going to be a little more fish out of water. But in reality, it's not like that at all. It's very, uh, like I said, it's very westernized. Um, so that's been an easier adjustment than I thought. Um, and also we've been, our team, the, the crew that I work with, uh, you know, I have a producer here at Fox. we obviously going with Chad. Uh, we have a local uh, security, as a, a British guy. He's awesome. Um, and then we have a local driver and then a uh, fixer or you know a handler coordinator they you know they like to call them fixers uh who's this awesome college student there's a, a big um in doha there's like northwesterns here uh i believe carnegie mellon is here um, a couple other big schools have satellite campuses here in doha and uh this, this kid samip from uh nepal is amazing and uh, he speaks four languages he's been here for a few years been great and really explained um Qatari culture to us and explained us stuff and he's you know not Qatari he's he's an outsider too so you know he's not a, a shill for the government by any means but really kind of explain how this place works and you're kind of like oh okay I, I, I kind of get it I kind of get it um yeah so it's been really interesting I I, I gotta admit I kind of like it more than I thought I, you know, I kind of went in with very low expectations and to be fair, uh, my company, you know, gave us a pretty strict warning, you know, like you can't be drunk in public, you can't wear shorts, no PDA, no, uh, women and men can't be that aren't married can be seen in the same rooms. Like it was very kind of like, Oh, this is, this is, uh, this is pretty scary. And then you get here and, um, no, everyone wears shorts everywhere. People hold hands. People kiss in public. Uh, people do whatever they want. People get drunk. Um, that's the other thing. People keep saying there's no alcohol here. Oh, there's plenty of alcohol here. A lot. Every hotel and every bar has alcohol. So, you know, again, think about Vegas. Every single place has multiple bars, multiple restaurants with uh, places to party. Uh, I don't drink, but a lot of my coworkers have been staying up till 5 a.m. getting uh, getting tanked. Um, so that's all, all that side of it has been, um, like I said, kind of, I, my perception of what this was going to be is not what it was. Um, so it's been way easier on me than I thought. I thought like the first two days I was really like, it was rough on me. Uh, it was super, super hot and humid and, you know, every place we go, you have to walk far. So you're going to these, uh, <clears throat> you know, I was in the sun. I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I'm going to last. But then it got really not hot at all anymore. It's actually really kind of – last night was like freezing chilly. Like uh, Chad had to go and buy like new clothes because it's so cold at night here because it's a desert. You know, the games start at 10 o'clock. It's cold. Um, and, yeah, man, it's been, uh, it's, it's been pretty wild. Um, and uh, I kind of I've been enjoying it. Now, look, I also have, like, the great job of this team. I will admit it. Um, 
basically my day involves going to soccer games and videotaping what that day of soccer is like, you know, as a fan. We're giving you the fan perspective there. Um, <clears throat> the hardest thing, though, is like the parking at these stadiums are, are notoriously far. And uh, the police here, the police are very interesting here. There's a lot of police, lots and lots and lots of police. Um, but none of them like carry guns. So it's like a different kind of thing. It's almost like there's all these police, but they're like, it almost feels like you're back in high school and there's like, they're like teachers. Like they can't really like, I mean, I guess they could arrest you, but like they can't shoot you. You know what I mean? And most of these people aren't bigger than me. Like I'm like, yeah, I could, I could whoop like five of these cops if I had to. Uh, not saying that, that I would if anyone, if anyone out here is listening. Um, but they'll just do crazy stuff. Like you'll be driving and you're trying to drive to the media section. They'll be like, oh, we closed this road down. And you're like, why? And they won't give you an answer. And you're like, okay, well, this sucks. Now I got to park like literally a mile away from the stadium and walk. Um, and then you try to exit the media entrance exit. And they're like, no, 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 you can't go this way. And you're like, I literally walked in this way. There's a sign that says media exit. Why won't you let me do it? And they're like, uh, cause I don't want to. And you're just like, okay, yeah, this, this seems like just some random high school teachers arbitrarily making rules to make everything more difficult just because they feel like it. Um, and that's been interesting. Cause like every time we enter a stadium, there's different rules. Like sometimes media can enter through the spectator. Sometimes they can't. One time I tried to walk in, but I had a ticket and they were like, why do you have a ticket? So you have to stop the police stop. You have to explain it. It becomes a thing. Then they bring over the, the captain. And then you say, I have a ticket because I want to sit closer. And they're like, Oh, okay, good go ahead in. And you're like, okay, well, that's interesting. Uh, or like sometimes, uh, the microphone that I have with me, sometimes they let you in. Sometimes they say, no, you can't bring it. And then basically all you have to do is be nice and say, yes, I can. And they go, no, you can. I say, yes, I can. And they go, okay, you can go, go in. And then we go in. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty interesting, but man, it's, I've also been lucky. I think I've been to, uh, maybe like 26, I think is the count right now, 26, 27 games. Um, one day we did three games in a row, three, which is incredible. I've seen um, my guy, the GOAT, Messi, has now scored four goals I've watched, uh, which is insane. Um, that brings my total to Messi goals to seven, seven goals. Um, that's like saying you saw like seven – 50 point Jordan games. Like it, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and the fans are, I've been wild. The fans have been absolutely great. Um, and it's been, it's been wild. These stadiums are, are massive. Like, two of the stadiums are like 88,000, you know, and this is like, you know, NFL's type stadiums and, uh, college football stadiums. And these fans, fans are excited. And here's the other thing that's crazy too is so like, Two days before, and they definitely waited two days before after made sure everyone bought tickets and stuff. Uh, Qatar was like, you know what? Just kidding. We're not going to sell beer at the stadium, which uh, was like, whoa, because Budweiser, big sponsor. I'm not going to lie, guys. I really like it this way. I mean, look, I, granted, I don't drink anymore, but I never care when other people drink, you know, like go have a beer, whatever. If, if it's a very fancy wine, I'll, I'll try some of it, um, with dinner. But 
it really makes the place super, super clean, and people are very, very friendly and peaceful. And uh, I was, uh, you know, I covered the World Series uh, with the Phils, and uh, there's a, been a, a couple of the bars we were at where people were very, very aggressive pushing me around uh, because I had a camera on me. None of that's happening here. I really, I really enjoy that. That part's been uh, very, very nice. Um, and yeah, no, I just kind of been, um, been very blessed and very lucky to be go to all these games and sit with the fans. Oh, one of the best times, I'll tell you this. Usually, we get some really great seats. Fox provides us with some seats. Um, I sit with our team. I sit with Chad, and I videotape his reactions to all the goals and everything like that. Um, but one time. We had to just buy our own tickets because we didn't have tickets for this big Brazil-South Korea game. We really wanted to go, so we bought tickets. Turns out the tickets were, like, behind the Brazilian goal with all the Brazilian fans. And that was insane. Because we showed up and we were like, oh, no. Like, we usually sit in, like, the middle of the pitch, really good seats, and it's like, you watch the game, it's easy. No, 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 no. We were in it, like, with the drummers, with the face paints, with the craziness, like... Uh, those people were drunk. They were drinking before they got there. Uh, I think three different times the like group collapsed and like I got knocked over uh, or like had to grab the seat in front of me. It, it, it was pretty hectic. Luckily, Brazil won, I think like 4-1 or something. Uh, beat up uh, poor South Korea. Uh, sad. Sad for my Korean family. But that was quite the experience. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, someone's knocking the door. Hello? Yo, this is Chris. Uh, no, I'm good. A little housekeeping showed up uh, asking me if we need towels, but don't need towels. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. Um, so that's been pretty great. Um, the fans have been wonderful, very peaceful. Like I said, without the alcohol, it's actually been kind of nice. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Um and, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about some of the controversies around Qatar. And I, I will say this. Uh, no, they don't like gay people here. They do not. Um, not going to sugarcoat it. Um, they don't. Um, but I will say it's also probably not as bad as it seems in, like, the media. Okay. Not saying it's good, but, like, some of the stuff is, like, perfect example. Uh, our handler is keeps saying, like, he's like, no, I have a lot of gay friends. Uh, and there's grinder here, like, you know, and it's known. It's just kind of, like, not out in public, per se. Um, so I don't think it's, like, as draconian as people think it is. It's, like, they're not just, like, I, at least in Qatar, maybe in other parts of the Middle East, maybe. But I think over here it's a little more, like, if you don't just don't flaunt it because, um, you know, because of their national religion here. Um, but still, I mean, I would say not good enough. Uh, it just feels like kind of like, um, America, like in the early nineties and like probably in the South. That's, I think that's kind of the way I like every time I drive around, I feel like I'm in like some weird part of Arizona or weird part of Texas where you're like, Oh, this is kind of nice. Oh, this this feels good. No, there's a lot of rich stuff here. And then you talk to someone about the religion. You're like, oh, 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 this is weird. This is not what I'm used to. This is wow. Oh, oh, okay. You have you have those views. Oh, okay, okay. Let me um, 
let me keep my mouth shut for a little bit then. <laughs> um, and then also, you know, obviously the, uh, the, the migrant worker issues and the deaths there. Um, and I've talked to, again, talked to my, my handler about this. There's a couple of things that are pretty interesting that I think we're missing. One, uh, and this was actually, there's some, The Athletic uh, has some really good articles about it, interviewing migrant workers about the good and the bad. Um, and the one thing is that is the death toll, too, is obviously way too high. I'm not going to pretend it's not. Uh, but one thing you, you got to keep fair is there's the Guardian put out a number, I think that was 6,500 uh, migrant worker deaths. One thing you got about that number, and again, the Athletic article talks about it, is that is total migrant deaths starting from when the World Cup was announced, which was 2010. So this is a 12-year total, uh, which I did not un realize beforehand. Um, and it also includes all migrant deaths. So if on 2010 when they announced the World Cup, if someone died in a car accident, that is part of that total. So obviously that number is not the accurate number. Uh, but like again, it's probably hundreds, probably maybe even the thousands, uh, which is still way too much. But the other thing I learned, too, is like a lot of this, the issue is that um, is the individual companies that hire these people. You know, uh, it's kind of like, like Amazon, you know, it, it, it's not like the Qatari government is hiring these people. It's like these companies that are, you know, abusing workers um obviously it's, the government should be regulating them and making sure things are good um but i think that's another thing that's like a little off about the narrative is like we think that it's like the government hiring all these people no it's it's like in america it's bad companies saving as much money as they can and treating workers terrible um and that has become the issue um so yeah it's not good i'm not, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it um but it is like as I got here and learned more and more about it, it, it started to clear up some misconceptions that I had about it. Um, but, uh, you know, not good. Um, let's see. What else has been interesting about the World Cup? Um, I don't know. Oh, the food is great here. Food, food and cutter is great uh, because it's a mix of so many other countries. Here's the other interesting thing I learned about cutter. Only... I think it's 15%. Let me look it up here. I actually took notes, believe it or not. That's how much I love you guys. I actually have a note. Okay, here it is. Um, only 11% of the population here are from Qatar. Isn't that crazy? 89% of people in this country are not from Qatar. They're people from uh, the Middle East and Asia that came here for work. That's another reason why that that migrant death number is so high is because the majority of people in this country are migrants, 89%. Um, so that, that was an interesting thing, but that's why the food is so good. Cause you're getting different places from all the countries around here. So eating a lot of shawarma, love shawarma and a lot of lamb. I mean, I've been crushing lamb chops folks. So many, so many lamb chops. It's been, it's been outstanding. Um, a lot of rice, um, it's been good. It's been good. I really like it. Um, oh, another thing, though. Another another knock on Cutter. Um, <clears throat> well, depending. Depending. Uh, 
one of the handlers was very, very adamant, or our handler was very mad. He's like, hey, one thing, though. Yeah, you can't be pro-Israel over here. You can't. He's like, it's, it is a free Palestine country, and don't, don't, don't go down that path. And I was like, all right, I got you. Uh, and they are very – I don't know if you've seen some of the games, but, like, um, you know, after win, they're holding up free Palestine signs. Uh, look, I'm not going to get into all that stuff, but that was just one thing that I put it in my notes that were uh, definitely I learned about uh, over here. Um, which uh, apparently, um, you know, same conversations happening in America while I was gone, right? A lot of uh, a lot of Kyrie Kanye stuff happening over there. Uh, speaking of Kyrie Irving, let's get to some NBA news, and I'll wrap this thing up because I do want to talk about the NBA. Um, my favorite thing to do is talk about the NBA with Matt and Dave. Uh, apparently, that's not their favorite thing because uh, you know they don't talk about the NBA anymore. Kind of stinks. Uh, here are some things that have happened while I was gone that were so amazing to me I had to talk about, but apparently not amazing enough for Matt and Dave to talk about. Number one, and this is just a list I put together because I took notes. <laughs> Speaking of Kanye West, snitching on Chris Paul, saying he caught Chris Paul <laughs> with his wife. Oh, how is this not a not a super hoopers topic? Oh my gosh, this is like one of the the... the most important topics. Ah, Chris Paul, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to definitely assume that Matt and Dave agree that Chris Paul is guilty of this. I mean, he is Chris Paul. No, no nay-hole. Um, wow. Chris Paul catching strays. Catching catching strays. Kanye going full lunatic, uh, full Nazi lunatic. And uh, uh, poor Chris, poor Chris. Good luck. Good, good luck with your wife and family with that one, you know. Uh, maybe maybe you should uh, grow a mustache and just become Cliff Ball. Uh, number two on my list, I cannot believe Matt and Dave do not want to talk about. Our Sacramento Kings. Oh, my God. The superhero, super hoopers are superheroes. We were right as always. Hashtag never wrong. The Kings, baby. The Kings, are back. We were the first fans of the Kings. No one, no one, I don't even know if people knew the Kings were in Sacramento until the Super Hoopers. Until we went there and uh, found out that they too are anti Israel um, when the one girl uh, wanted to touch Dave's horns. Um, man, they are the talk of the NBA. Light the beam. Light the beam. So good. So proud of my boys. My boys in Sacramento. Ugh. So proud of you. Wish he still had Halliburton, but, you know, you traded him. Sabonis is doing well. Gotta give it, give it, give it to Sabonis. Um, and, yeah, man, happy for those guys. Happy for them. Happy for their city. They have great fans. Um, great, great little city up north. And uh, great fans. When I get back, my goal is to get to one of these games. I got to I gotta like the beam. I got to be part of that. I'm loving it. They got the Defensive Player of the Year chain I saw. Woo! Woo! Looking good. Looking good, guys. Very, very happy for you. Just just, just very, very happy for you. Um, let's see. Next topic. Ooh! Ooh! How can we not talk about my 76ers? Playing terrible. Oh. Joel and Harden together are what, like, Two and fifty together? Oh, not a good sign. D Mori, my boy. 
my boy, we gotta we gotta get we gotta get Tyrese Maxey back. Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is the best coach when he has the worst players, and the worst coach when he has the best players. I repeat, Doc Rivers is the best coach when he has the worst players, and the worst coach when he has the best players. I don't know what's going on. I purposely haven't been watching too much. I listen to a couple of Sixers podcasts. That's about it. But, whew, whew, Sixers fan, not happy. Not happy. It's the same team as last year. They just, just with a couple of Houston Rockets, old Rockets players. Mm, I would have been roasted, roasted by Madden Dave if they ever potted, if, if they cared about potting. Next up, the Celtics, number one team in the league by far. Looking strong. Everyone fears them. Turns out, uh, Ime, maybe he wasn't necessary. Maybe maybe he wasn't that great of a coach. Maybe just having uh, Jalen Brown and, and and Jason Tatum. Maybe maybe that's what makes the team good, not the coach. Maybe you don't have to hire a guy that, you know, the Nets tried to hire the guy that was suspended for something we still don't know yet, something that made Matt Barnes so scared. Yeah, maybe it wasn't Ime. Maybe it was just having uh, really good players that um, – the Sixers didn't draft. <sighs> what else is in the news? Ooh, this is a great one. This is a great one. I know Matt would lose his mind over this. All the talk about how great Anthony Davis is. Anthony Davis, ooh, three games in a row, four games in a row, just looking so good, just looking so good. The Lakers are back. The Lakers are back. No, folks, the Lakers are 10 and 15. Anthony Davis will have a broken body any day now. We all know this. So what would I say? Hot take. Trade him. Now's the time. Now's the time to trade him and Westbrook for Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving and do it. Now is the time. He is going to be injured. By the time time Matt and Dave ever pot again, Anthony Davis will probably be injured. Mark my words. Speaking of great players being injured, Zion Williams. Zion Williamson, Zion Williamer, it doesn't matter. All the Zions, looking good right now. Ugh. Probably gonna, probably gonna get injured. Ah, you know, good for the Pelicans though. Good for the Pelicans. Um, I want you, I, I want you to be great, Zion. I want you to be great. Uh, uh, Brandon Ingram, I want you to be great. CJ McCollum, I want you to be great. Uh, Brambian, stay awake. Uh, don't fall asleep because uh, if you fall asleep. Any second, Zion's going to get hurt, and you guys will be back to being a terrible team. But until then, enjoy that gumbo. Enjoy that gumbo. Let's see. Cleveland, looking great. Looking great. Uh, I think Matt said that uh, Donovan Mitchell was bad. Turns out uh, Matt was wrong again. Uh, Rudy Gobert, Matt said, was great. Turns out Matt was wrong again. They're terrible. But Cleveland looking strong. I said it. They got the best young core in the league right now. Uh, well, I don't know. Jason Tatum's only 19, I think. So maybe, maybe him and Brown. Uh, but uh, Cleveland looking very good. Happy for them. Happy for them. And a team looking terrible. Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young. DeJounte Murray. What are you doing? You guys talk so much trash. DeJounte Murray left San Antonio, left the grip of Wash Pop, decided to start trash talking. Pop was like, probably like, DeJounte. Tim Duncan never talked trash. Get me my wine. And uh, no, DeJounte Murray, head tapping, folks. 
talking all that trash. And then Lucas's Rockets bodied them. That's right. The Rockets beat them. Beat them senseless. Rockets got Rockets got a couple good wins in there. They beat my Celtic. I mean my Sixers. Um, yeah, Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young. What do he, he got? The MSG shoes and then lost. Ugh. I bet Dave loved it. Wouldn't know though. Wouldn't know because they don't pod. Um, that's it for the NBA news. I'm probably you guys are probably tired of my voice. Um, I know you miss me. Uh, I miss you too, guys. Um, one of my favorite things to do in the world is to talk sports and particular basketball and i haven't been able to do it for a while so i just had to get this off my chest uh i hope this i hope you're enjoying the season um a lot of you probably aren't your team probably suck um shout out dirt dog the bulls painful uh rockets sometimes fun also painful um lakers fans could have told you uh the wolves matt's wolves sorry buddy uh, learned to pick a team. Should have picked Cleveland like I did. Oh, oh, another great one was the uh, – I, I missed this rhetoric. I'm glad I missed this. I'm glad I was across the country for this. Should we be worried about the Golden State Warriors talk? Should we be worried about the Golden State Warriors? Should, should we be worried? What is going on here? What is going on here? Guys, they won the championship a few months ago. They won the championship a few months ago. They are the reigning champs. Leave them alone. Who cares? The, the team could be a disaster this year. It wouldn't even matter. The team could, I don't know, hypothetically have one of their best players punch out one of the other players at practice um, and then have someone pay a security guard that's only making uh, $12 an hour to get the tape. And it wouldn't matter. They just won the championship last year. They are allowed to take as much time as they want. And guess what? They're back. They're back. It just took a little while. And now they're back. And they're playing well. And uh, you know what? They're probably still going to be up there in the uh, in the West. Why? Because they have Steph Curry, and they have Clay Thompson, and they have Draymond and Jordan Poole, and Andrew Wiggins still exists. You know, I mean, they're just barely over five hundred, according to my stats, my research, and that means ESPN.com on my phone. But I think they're going to be fine. I think they're. I mean, they're definitely making the playoffs, and they'll be fine. Dallas, on the other hand, and. Luca can only do so much. Luca could only do so much. It's about time that maybe they get some other good players around him. Um, and happy for happy for my boy Halliburton over at the Pacers. Seems like people are really finally appreciating appreciating him. Uh, I was uh, once again, Super Hoopers were right, always always right. Uh, when we do pod, we're always right. And uh, Halliburton looked great. I wish we had traded Ben Simmons for him like five years ago. And uh, we wouldn't have had uh, Broke Harden uh, being injured, looking flabby, going 2-37 and 37 with Joel Embiid as his teammate. He can't win with Joel Embiid. Ooh, Maury, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Um, okay, that's been way too long. Um, and that's it. That's the live report from Cutter. Hopefully this inspires Matt and Dave to um, do a pot. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to hear your voice, guys. It'd be nice. I, I'm enjoying you on the Patreon uh, but, um, I'd like to hear you guys actually talk basketball. That would, that would actually mean a lot. Uh, cause I'm out of the country for a couple more weeks. All right, folks signing off until next month. No, maybe year. Oh my God. It's December 11th. I, there might not be a new pod till 2023. Sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. I can only do so much. Until next year, keep pooping. Have you ever been to a volcano?
When it was erupting, you're now listening to Super Hooper. They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Super Hooper! Super Hooper! That's what you say, bro. We just form a fucking wall! Super Hooper! I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Super Hooper! That's terrible. Hey there, I'm Brandon Kelly from the Always Cheating Podcast, co-hosted with my friend Josh Landon. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. What is Blue Wire? Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. And over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised more than $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and their business operations. Now they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. And it's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. So if you'd like to be a part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information, visit WeFunder.com slash BlueWire.